Have you ever had a conversation with someone, maybe it's a customer service rep, maybe it's somebody trying to sell you something and you actually feel like they're listening and that they care? It's amazing, right? Well, if you want to learn how to do that and just get some tips and tricks as to how you can truly serve your customers and close sales, you will want to go back to the last episode where I chatted with Kit Peng, who is the founder of Boston Speaks and guys, just an overall incredible human being. So you will not want to miss that episode. But for now, I'm jumping in with Laura Benedetto. Here we go. Ever found yourself teetering on the edge of throwing in the towel? You know, asking yourself questions like, is this supposed to be this hard? Or is it even possible to succeed at this entrepreneur thing? I completely get it because I built my successful businesses while juggling major health issues for my children and myself, debt piling up to my eyeballs and so much more. Want to know how the hell I succeeded and how you can too? Tune in to find out. Here we go. I am so excited to welcome back Laura Di Benedetto today. You probably caught her first interview in our launch series. Um, where she really spoke some, she just talked about some amazing things like using gratitude to get through your dark moments, which I think is so impactful. But before we jump in, let me tell you a little bit more and dig deeper into Laura's background because there's so many amazing things. So you won't want to miss it. So she is the founder and CEO of the award-winning marketing company, Vision Advertising, located in the greater Boston Mass area. Laura created, built, and ran the growth-oriented enterprise for 19 years with tremendous success before retiring from active involvement in 2018 at age 37, passing the reins to her successor. Over the years, Laura personally sold several million dollars in ongoing contracts, was featured on Fox News and other Boston programming several times, was publicly recognized for business business accomplishments, and was named a 40 under 40 winner at only age 20. Three. I'm not done, folks. There's so much more. <laughs> Having started her first business at 19, Laura began to search for her next big project in 2012, finally finding it right on the cusp of retirement. While Laura's career had been speckled with accomplishments and accolades, when she retired, she was just simply burnt out and unhappy, which I think we've all been there at some chapter in our life. Um, after years of classes, workshops, books, and more, Laura was confused and wondering why the personal development world had let her down and sought to solve the problem. She went on a radical journey of self-discovery, research, and testing, determined to find energy and lasting, fulfilling happiness in all areas of her life. And she did, in fact, find the answers to the questions that plagued her and so many of us, six of them, actually, which we'll talk about later. Um, she's devoted to sharing the universe, universally applicable and deeply liberating truths she discovered so that others may find their own path 
out of misery and into lasting, fulfilling happiness and limitless possibility. You know, and her discovery has actually led to a trio of powerful offerings with tested improving strategies like The Six Habits, which is her brand new book, which she'll speak to, um, the self-mastery course that goes by the same title as well in a 90-day habit mastery program. And if her life isn't amazing enough, she actually moved to Hawaii, Maui to be be exact, um, in 2019 and lives in tropical bliss with her husband, Kat two cats and a dog. So I just, I had to read all of that out because some people would be like, well, why don't you shorten? I was like, hell no, because there's so many amazing things in your freaking bio that I wanted to share. Um, and you know, just, just welcome, welcome back. And I'm so excited to talk to you more. Thanks. Dang. After that introduction, I'm, I'm feeling pretty, pretty awesome. <laughs> Thank you. I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, I mean, well, let's let's just dive right in. So, you know, tell us a little bit about, you know, your background, kind of where you are today, any challenges you've overcome, you know, they're outside the bio, the stuff that we, you know, don't read in the bio and we could do to learn. You mean the things that never make it to the resume? Yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. <sighs> so I'm an avid seashell picker. That's <laughs> not going to make it to the resume. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Well, you know, as, uh, as you noted, um, I started my first company at 19. I had zero clue what I was doing. I just, um, okay, this definitely doesn't make it to the resume. I had 14 jobs in one year, and that was a really, really big indicator. This whole employment thing is not for you. So um, I quit half, and I got fired from the other half. I don't think I will ever win employee of the year. <laughs> I'm okay with this, but I was just kind of reading the writing on the wall that said, yeah, you're going to be better off on your own. So 19, I was like, well, what am I good at? And I come from a bunch of entrepreneurs in my family and they were all good at sales. And my dad was a professional salesperson and my mom used to do cosmetic sales and had her own business. And I was like, well, I know you want me to go to college and all, but I think I'm going to just quit that. And I'm going to start my own business and um, pay off my massive debt quickly. So at 19, I started a design company that would eventually go on to become a full service marketing company. And, you know, I, I found uh, a deep love of helping small businesses early because I felt like so many entrepreneurs and business owners were being lied to about what marketing and sales and advertising things could work for them when the only thing that was really true was that the salesperson stood to make a commission yeah. from what they told the person versus actually helping them. So I was like, yeah, no, I can do better. So a design company turned into a marketing company and um, I grew it over the years and I sold millions of dollars worth of stuff. I helped hundreds and hundreds of business owners to find incredible success and really define their place in the market. Um, I won a ton of awards, which was really awesome. Um, I was on TV a bunch, which was really super cool. Try being on live TV one time. If you haven't, that's, that's like littling. I'm, I'm with you. It's a trip. <laughs> yeah. Talk about spicy armpits. Jeez. You're like, you get off and you're like, now I can breathe again. But <laughs> it was fun. 
Um, so I did a lot of things and I developed some really awesome programs. I got to like intern, um, or like create a really awesome intern program for some college students. And instead of just getting free labor, I was able to like actually contribute to the next generation of powerful leaders. And, um, yeah, so then I, started looking to retire once I started feeling a little crispy around the edges. No matter how much you love something, it can burn you out if you don't do it It right. And I wasn't doing it right. Right. Yep. So, um, let's see. Found the woman of my dreams, Julia. Julia Becker Collins. Shout out to her. (laughs) Julia with little heart symbol. Love her. So, um, I was like, you know what? I just need another one of me, but tougher. I found her. <laughs> She's yeah. great. So she, um, towards the end, right up until retirement, I was like, Julia, your job is to fire me and get me out of here. So by the end, she's like, bye, you can go now. I'm like, see ya. So that was really cool. But you know, I thought I was going to open, you might not know this. I thought I was going to open a really upscale, um, European bakery in the Boston area. Um, I right remember after that. I remember you talking about that. Oh, you do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It was, um, dang. I, I, it's still kind of like a dream. I don't know if it'll ever come off the shelf, but I found that when I was trying to dig up the seed money for that and put it all together, I just found myself feeling the exact same way that I had felt, you know, with the corporate stuff that I was trying to get away from. And I was like, mm, no, this is either a no or a not now. Not right now. So, yeah. you know, having that realization and retiring and facing the death of my identity and who am I and going from the CEO of a corporation that's doing really well and doing lots of speaking gigs and being up on stage and basically being demoted to CEO of doing the dishes and, you know, shuffling around the house, cleaning up dust bunnies. I was like, damn, I feel like I've been seriously demoted here. (laughs) And I was facing like the death of identity and wondering, well, who am I? What am I good for? And I just started to like really take a look at how much I had like externalized my success um, and how I'd always chased a lot of physical things and success indicators, Mm -hmm. but not the true kind of success that I'd always try to get at the bottom of like books and workshops and classes and all those things I loved and, but just never really stuck. And I honestly got kind of pissed. Yeah. So I was like, I did all the work and I I checked all the boxes and I did all the stuff that society told me to do. Where's my prize? (laughs) You're not alone in that because I think that's exactly why I started my company too, because too many women, myself included, I checked all the boxes and I was like, wait a minute, I don't feel fulfilled. What is happening here? You know, Disney, thank you for the, for the, you know, (laughs) for misleading me, (laughs) whatever you want to say. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Well, you know, I love that you started your own business and um, for me, my journey was all about, I need to fix myself because I have done all this education and I have built myself to be a pretty commercially successful on the resume type of person where I had all the toys, I had all the accolades and I had all the things that amounted to more than CEO of the dishes. And, um, I should have felt happy and I didn't. And so as an entrepreneur, I decided I wanted to solve the problem and figure out what it was. And because I'm a nerdy entrepreneur, I decided there's got to be a formula, you know, like what's the process? What's the recipe? How do I, how can I make this predictable and reliable? And how can I make sure that I never fail again and like failure proof it? And, um, damn it. I managed to actually figure it out. I did so much research. Like Talk about cannonball in the deep end of the pool. Never came up again. Um, 
I changed my own life massively. I am finally, finally the woman I am so incredibly proud to be. I truly love who I am. I'm able to lead with so much more grace, compassion, creativity, patience, Mm -hmm. stamina. Um, And I'm able to like do some really awesome stuff and fulfilling dreams. And like, I'm just not the broken, messed up version of myself that I was. Right. I am now the person that I thought I was building, but better. Right. Which is beautiful. Um, And I mean, I think that's, that's a testament to time, right. And learning as well. Like, I mean, you, you ran a business and were, (laughs) and I think there's, there's something to be said for it's lonely at the top. Right. So, and I think there is that sense of, you know, I've made it or look at me, I'm in a, in a C-suite position, but people don't realize like, that's not necessarily number one, all it's cracked up to be internally and internally fulfilling. Right. And then it can be very isolating actually. Yeah. And I mean, I, I commend you for taking the time to undo the damage as well. Cause I think some people, like you said, you you. could have easily just jumped into the next thing, but you would have repeated the same, the same mistakes. The reason why, I mean, I'd love to be able to take full credit for this, but honestly, I was just so defeated. I just gave up and I finally surrendered. I finally surrendered, let the misery and all of that just swallow me whole. So I just sat I remember sitting in my house in Worcester, Massachusetts, just crying my eyes out for like days on end, just feeling like, who the hell am I? What am I doing? What is the point? So that's what started me on this whole crazy process. I wanted to answer the question, well, where did I go off the rails? What can I do to do this? How can I feel better? And, you know, I'm a stubborn human being. How can I achieve success despite myself? Right. You know? Yeah, and I mean, so sometimes stubborn. that's key though. That's key because we are our own worst enemies on some levels. But, you know, you alluded to it earlier too, is like you have to look internal. So many people try to look externally and they fill the voids with the external stuff or they try to do yeah. self-discovery externally, which always cracks me up because I'm like, it's self-discovery, self-internal, you. Um, you know, but so you're, you also probably weren't ready to do it yet, which, you know. Um, no, I probably wasn't. And We've talked about this before, like the difference between masculine and feminine energy. I mean, I lived in the masculine energy for so long, for so many years, that masculine energy for those listeners that don't really know what it is, it's, it's really, it's the creative, it's the, it's the pushing, it's the building, it's the forcing, it's like, Mm -hmm. like, literally like dominance. And you need that, but you also need the feminine energy, which is the receiving, the allowing, the, you know, the other side of creation and, uh, the inviting and whatever. And, um, I didn't have that. And it's amazing what happened when I finally surrendered and I let go. I was able to finally step outside of myself and finally receive what I was meant to receive. And, you know, not to go too spiritual hippy dippy on you, but I believe that the six habits were actually given to me um, as a gift because I had the courage to finally let go and then just start answering or asking the right questions so I was finally pointed to the right answers. So right, in fact, that I could start to share them with other people. I love it. I love it. Perfect segue. So tell us, my dear, tell us, um, you know, why, why habits? Number one, I think that's a good, a good kind of jumping point off of it. You know, why do you think that positive habits kind of determine your journey through life? What, what is the, the crux behind okay. this? So um, the title of my book is The Six Habits, Not the Six Epiphanies. Um, <laughs> right? There's a point. 
Um, if you've ever been to one of those awesome workshops, I mean, I've been to some Tony Robbins stuff so that'll like really just like knock your socks off, but like that is a series of like epiphanies. Yeah. But here's the truth. And this is where I started to like really look into the science of behavior and psychology and like the melding of the two worlds. Um, what happens when you actually take several thousand steps back from the life you have and you start to look at it and ask yourself the question? Few people do this. So listeners, write this down. <laughs> Why is my life the way it is? What did I do to build this life, good and bad, right? So I asked myself that question and a lot of the answers kept coming back to habit, you know, like someone, you know, let's pick on Julia again. Why is she stronger than like most men I've ever met? Well, it's because of her habits. Her habits are like exercise, right? Mm -hmm. my, why do I have the muscle tone of veal? It's because my <laughs> exercise regime includes sitting at my desk. <laughs> Okay. But like your habits created the person you are today, whether you floss or don't floss, whether you have breakfast or don't have breakfast, whether you swear or don't swear or pick a habit, whatever, maybe you smoke, maybe you do drugs, maybe whatever. Right. right. Um, but habits are not just the little things that we think about. The habits are also the way we interact with life. How do you respond in a crisis? Typically you have a habitual response to a crisis, to an opportunity, to something going wrong, to a failure that you created. Like, so I just started looking into all this stuff and habit was honestly the first of several breadcrumbs that I started just following the trail. And I started looking into the science of habit. I understand that it takes 66 days to form a habit, not what lots of marketers, and I'm a CEO of a marketing company, will yeah. tell you, it's not 21 days, 21 it's not 30 days, days. No. it's 66 days. Science doesn't lie, and I believe in science. So Agreed. I wanted to basically build something that was Laura-proof. Like I said, I'm stubborn, and I wanted to succeed despite myself because I can be lazy, I can make excuses, but I still wanted the result. So I just set out on this mission to figure out what's the recipe. The recipe turns out is actually habit, but they're all, they're not things like brushing your teeth, although please, PSA, please do that. Um, teeth, people. <laughs> Yes. Um, the people around you will thank you. Yeah, um, exactly. The thing about the habits are these are all the ways that we exist through life. So the six habits are kindness, acceptance, gratitude, presence, goodness, and intention. Now I guarantee you for anyone listening, now Michelle, you've heard, you and I have already talked about yeah. this. Kindness as the way I'm talking about it is not kindness to other people, which is most people's first inclination. I'm talking about kindness in behavior and speech to yourself. Mm -hmm. Acceptance is unconditional love of yourself. Gratitude. We talked about this on our little mini episode. It's gratitude is like radical bonkers, smash you over the head gratitude for like everything, even the things that go wrong. Presence, as a girl with ADHD, I can tell you this is an amazing, hard thing <laughs> for people with shiny object syndrome, but it is life-changing when you can do it. Goodness is simple math. Get rid of the bad. Hello, social media. I'm looking at you. Yeah. And add the good quality time with people you love or hobbies. And intention is what you want to do, why you want to do it, when you will do it, how you will do it, and consistent action towards those things. So all of these specific things, like I studied the behavior of really, really successful people, really successful people like Hollywood elites, you know, like a lot of like high profile people that we really admire, 
right? And mm -hmm. they are exhibiting these traits. And you can see, if you look for these behaviors, you can tell, do we really think that Michael Jordan is out on the, out on the court saying to himself, oh, I can't do this. I'm such a loser. No. <laughs> no, 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 he's not. Do you really think, regardless of your opinions of our current president, whether you love him or don't, do you really think he's not a person of intention? Really? Yes. Someone that isn't clear about what he wants exactly. to do? Yeah. Very intentional, too intentional, but yes, very intentional. Agreed. Absolutely. And you know what? That's the thing that's really great. You can take a look at someone that has achieved what they set out to achieve, regardless of our feelings of it. Mm -hmm. And you can see the six habits in action exhibited all around us in people that have succeeded according to their definition. Right. Right. And number one, none of us have actually been given permission or invitation to define success and happiness on our own terms mm -hmm. until now you have permission. Yeah. Here you go. Yeah. Um, but number two, once we actually get the invitation to do it, it's met with a lot of now what? Yeah. Agreed. And that's where these habits come in. Because I needed to figure out, well, I don't even know what I want to do next. And I wouldn't even know how to get there. Turns out it's actually the now what that happens first, which is you need to master your relationship with yourself. And then whatever you want becomes clearer and becomes possible. Yeah. I mean, that, that mastering the relationship with yourself too, especially when you are taking on a, a new journey or whatever, you know, that new chapter is for yourself, per se, or as I like to call it, up-leveling right? You're going, to take, yeah. you're going to take your inside yourself up. The world around you comes up. Um, but I end up talking to clients about what I experienced myself too, and I'm sure you have too, is when you do change and when you do shift, the people around you have an interesting reaction to it sometimes, <laughs> you know? So yes, it's they kind do. of like either up, you have to give them, approach them with patience and wait for them to kind of up level with you or they're on the bus or under the bus, right? But in order to do that, you do have to have kind of that radical level of acceptance of yourself and really, you know, ground mm -hmm. yourself in what works for you and what that definition of success is for you. Well, yeah. And to your point, I mean, I think otherwise people are going to be tempted to shrink back down yes. that way. The people that they love will not reject them. Meanwhile, it, some people will, you know, reject, right. But other people are just not really sure. Yeah. of how to interact with the new version of you, but most people will adjust. Exactly. Exactly. You know, I mean, I, my mother and I have always had an interesting relationship where she's changed. I change, I change, she changes. And it's just, it's one of those things where we continue to change. And my mom right. is 77. Um, I'm 39 and we continue to change and grow super fun. When she was going through menopause as I was getting my hormones, talk about change, yeah. but the trick is communication and like really just being really clear with the other person and, you know, making sure that you've got a strong enough constitution with yourself to hold true to what you've decided to, I don't know, metamorphose into, be the butterfly. Right. You're supposed to right. change. Change is yeah. the point. And I think the thing is too, is also knowing who to tell about it, right? Because we all know there are certain people in our lives that when you're going mm -hmm. through change, for the better, for the worse, whatever it looks like, there are certain people that you may not want to tell. If you are looking at like the I uncle agree. who has been rooted in the exact same thing, nothing wrong with that because that's his choice. Let's hope. Um, mm -hmm. you, maybe that's not the person that you get excited with. Well, change may terrify that person exactly. because of their own life experience. Whereas, right. you know, if you approach someone like me or Michelle, it's going to be a right. like, wow, you're changing. How cool. exciting. Cause change is 
really a different experience for us where it's terrifying for others. You yeah. know, to your point, I, I, I should say that uh, some of these conversations should actually be, be withheld for a while because nothing is inspiring about I'm gonna. Mm. There's Essential something proof. really yeah. remarkable about I've done it. Yeah. Now let me tell you about it. Beautiful. Yeah. No, I couldn't agree more because I think, you know, there are, there are subsets of people that are watching to see, I'm going to be perfectly blunt here. When you're, when you are achieving amazing things and when you are making a change, there is a subset of people who are waiting for you to fail. Mm -hmm. Right. So, and I'm with you where I kind of bring that, that's where the stubbornness comes out of me. And I basically kind of say, fuck you, I'm going to succeed and watch me do it. That's one thing. But to your point, there is that conversational piece about saying, look what I did not, Hey, sneak preview. Maybe I will, maybe I won't. No, I did it. Period. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it's funny that you, you said that, um, a minute ago, I remember a lot of people, most notably my first like really serious relationship. I told him I wanted to start my own business and he said, you can't do it. You're too stupid. You're too young. <laughs> Lovely. You're too this, too that. Yeah. He was abusive. Shocking, huh? Mm. Um, and I just remember he inspired me to create a new mantra for myself. Fuck you. Watch me. Exactly. <laughs> and that became, I mean, hold my drink. Listen, hey, yeah. Hold my beer. Watch this. Yeah. <laughs> um, you said fuck before me. I wouldn't yeah. have told you otherwise, but um, <laughs> like that is my like go-to mantra for the last 20 years because you're going to encounter haters no matter what you do. And a lot of times, like if you haven't read the book of four agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz, highly recommend it. Yeah. It's just such a good book. And it talks about how you shouldn't take things personally. That's just one of the four agreements, but more specifically, it's because other people go on their own journey and they have their own experience with failure, with trying things, with risk, and with other people making fun of them. And to them, the idea of change or taking a shot at something, even if they fail, is like death to them. Yeah. But it could be a breath of life to someone else, which is right. why you've, you sometimes see these like little memes on the internet, like, don't tell people your goals, just put your head down and get to work. Yeah, and exactly. these are all so glib. I say, find your people, yeah. tell them. Yeah, you have to and find your tribe. Be really clear about who your people aren't. Yes, exactly. I mean, that that right there is key, right? So, I mean, we're, for the most part, a lot of the time, surrounded by entrepreneurs and people who are kind of abundance mentality thinkers, you know, and it's, it's a completely yeah. different situation than when you're in that in-between, like you were yeah. in those two years, you know, when half of your people are maybe abundance mentality entrepreneurial thinkers and the other half are from your or old life. And it's, you know it's okay that there's a season for those other people to kind of fall off and that's all right. Um, you know, but oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know what, I'll give you a great example. I mean, you know, two years ago, August, 2018, I, I was, I was sitting at my dining room table in my scuffy slippers and sitting there with probably several cups of coffee or like seltzer cans open everywhere and like a stack of like scattered index cards. And I wasn't saying I'm going to write a book, but then when it started to reveal itself as the bones of a book, I just said very loosely, I'm going to write a book, you know? And, and I remember a few people were like, wow, that's so cool. And those people are the folks that continued to tell. And then the other folks that were like, well, that's nice. And you're those like, the you know, that were you know like, what that's nice means. And you're yeah. like, oh, fuck you, watch me. <laughs> yeah, pretty that's much. It was back. like, you don't get subscribed to the updates. Exactly. <laughs> no free book for you, friend. Um, yeah, no, sorry. Mm -mm. Yeah, but I mean, there's just, 
So, so much power in habits. And I think the six that you've identified are just, they're remarkable. They're remarkable. And they speak to all of the different kind of aspects of living the life that you want to live, right? And like not the one that's kind yeah. of dictated to you or like checking the boxes of the shoulds. I like to say, stop shitting all over yourself. Like, you know, because, you know, just make the decision for yourself. And that's sometimes easier said than done, but at least try. Yeah. I mean, these are all six parts of the whole, right? So if you're taking a look at the whole major concept, I mean, I, I could have called the book like the six, you know, like the six ingredients for success or right. like the success recipe or whatever it is, but like whatever you define as success, maybe it's a fancy house in the Berkshires with like a really awesome boat to go with it to tool around your private lake, or maybe you just want to live in a shack in the woods somewhere, or you want to travel frequently and live out of your backpack, right. whatever success looks like, this is what it takes. And it's it's really no deviation from those specific things. And um, it's just, it's, it's incredibly liberating once you realize like what like mastery of these habits yeah. is. And, you know, I got to be honest with you. I really don't know what was harder starting to master these habits and then finally doing it or finally flossing every night before bed. <laughs> right. I don't, I don't know. know. But Jerry's still out, man. Like that's, but I mean, at the same time, it's change. It's change and it's change behavior. It's change mentality. It's all the things, right? So whether it is flossing or these kind of larger kind of, you know, more life encompassing ones, there's, it's still, still hard, but it's doable. Yeah. You know what? I remember like, um, I got some feedback, um, some critical feedback early on and I like critical feedback, believe it or not, yeah, because you can see like beyond the fluff. Cause it's wonderful when you get loads of positive feedback. It really is. But you get to hear what some people are thinking, but won't say when you get that one critical voice right, and, right. and one, you know, like a couple people have said like, oh, well, these are, they seem like really obvious things. They do. Right. But why aren't but you doing Why aren't you them? doing it? There's a lot of obvious things in the world, like eat your vegetables, like we were talking about before, exercise, sleep eight hours, but people exactly. don't do well. Like there's a lot of obvious things in the world. Be nice. Be a nice human being. Obvious doesn't happen, right? Like so. No, no, exactly. But like, you know, the, the thing that I found to be the, I don't know, the biggest game changer when I started to share the wisdom with other people I cannot stress this enough. It is not enough to know something. You know, mm -hmm. you have to apply Agreed. that wisdom, right? right? It's like you could know that a tomato is a fruit, but you don't put it in a fruit salad. That's applied wisdom. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right? Oh, it's a fruit. Yeah. It goes in a fruit salad. No, it doesn't. But like, it's, it's a silly example, but it's kind of the point. You know what? If you've listened to me talk about um, the six habits, great. It's not enough. Right. You know, I always like to Take tell people step. do the work. So when I was writing the book, I actually developed out the course, which I actually give for free, which is all the downloads um, that go with the book. Um, when you read the book, there's like many invitations here, do this exercise, do this exercise. They're all free. Um, so anyone that gets the book, they can, they can do the exercises for free. And it's um, honestly, that's where the real change is. Like read the book by all means. Like it's yeah. good. It'll, it'll really seed you know, your garden for wonderful things to grow. But if you don't put the water, nothing's yeah. going to happen. And the effort, yeah. exactly. So I built, um, so there's six habits, there's six comprehensive workbooks, plus like a bunch of like smaller offshoot Love workbooks it. that go with it. Um, and they're all designed to help you actually take the action that I give you. Um, 
in the book. So you don't just like passively listen to me yammer on about habits and all this anecdotal stuff. I want to empower people to like actually experience the kind of joy I finally get to have after searching for it for years. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing is if I always look at it this way too, is if, if you can save someone the years of searching and just say, do this, here's the roadmap, but do the work like with it. What a fucking gift, right? (laughs) Well, that's exactly it. And you know, I wanted, like, I was originally going to charge for the course, but I decided that I have a really, really grand mission that I want to reach 1 billion people in 10 years. Awesome. And to do that, I need to make this information widely accessible. Yeah. And I want to put it in as many people's hands as possible. And if you say, I can't afford it. Well, if it's free, you can certainly afford it now. Just do it because at some point you'll be able to pay it forward. Somebody else, maybe you can give it to someone else as a gift. But like, if you can take this wisdom, if you actually become a master of these six habits, you will go on to master your economics. You'll master your family life. You'll be able to work on things with your spouse better or your loved ones, your children, your friends, get rid of toxic relationship. And you'll finally be able to be the person you always wanted to be Mm -hmm. um, and help the people around you to do the same. My whole goal is to change the world, be the change you wish to see in the world. That's what this is about. It's not about me. It never was. Yeah. And I think that's, there's a ripple effect right? And I mean, I've seen that in my life. You've probably seen it in your life. Like some people sometimes are just waiting to see somebody else make that revolutionary change, right? To kind of, you know, yeah. whether it's proven concept or whether it's just like, same thing as when if something bad happens in your life and you speak it and someone goes, oh, I thought I was alone in that. If you're, you're powerful enough to speak it, I'm going to speak it. Or if right. you're power enough, powerful enough to master those habits, I can do it too. You know? Well, that's exactly it. It's... <sighs> The most like, okay, hi, putting on my marketing CEO hat again. (laughs) The most powerful marketing of all time will always be the unadulterated word of mouth Mm -hmm. marketing from people that truly love the message. And that's the thing that I'm really, really keenly interested in is helping people to change so other people can change through enthusiastic, like, evangelism. Like, oh my God, these habits have been right under my nose my whole life. And I thought they were so obvious. And yet once I realized what it took to master them, it was hard, but I changed my life and I changed my marriage and I'm not getting a divorce anymore. And look at that. I finally built the company I always dreamed of, or I finally, you know, walked away from that job I hated and like I did it, you know? Yeah. Joy is contagious. That's the virus we should spread. Exactly. Fuck COVID. COVID. <laughs> like just spread that. I think, and it's and it's about the journey in learning those habits as well. Because I think sometimes people will look at the the end point of like I've mastered them all, but the amount of learnings. I think there was a quote I heard earlier today where a guy said like I think it was Jim Rohn, mm-hmm. um, said like you know become a millionaire for the journey of becoming a millionaire, not for that end point. So as you're mastering these habits, there's that added bonus. I would assume of you know, so many amazing learnings and, you know, oh exploration and everything else. So it's like, it's like a win, 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 box win. in like the best possible way. Yeah. Like one, like that's a thing. Like I started this whole journey from a very selfish place. And I remember my husband had the first initial effect of why the hell are you so happy? What are you doing? <laughs> can I do that too? Yes. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. <laughs> do it with me. So he was able to actually 
work on himself. And as a result, which I wasn't intending of all of this, our marriage is better. Our communication is better. Um, We're happier together, also happier apart as individually. And, you know, he's got more courage um, than I think he's ever had. He finally gets to be the person he always wanted to be. Um, aside from the stupid COVID nightmare that we're all facing, exactly. I was holding steady with my weight. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. You know, <laughs> yes, there was a COVID-19. lot of like unintended like benefits. Yeah. Um, but that's the thing. Like you get to like, once you share it with other people, you get, you get so much more richness and dimension. Your conversations get better and you get to like, really just like lean in to other people and connect in a really special way. Cause that's the whole point. I mean, Michelle, that's why I like you so much because you're not afraid to have a serious, sincere, substantive conversation that yeah. matters. Yeah. I'm actually to that to a fault where <laughs> I'm like, let's not a fault with me, honey. And people are like, no more, Michelle. Like just, just, I just asked you how you were. Don't give me the whole life. And how does that make you feel? <laughs> exactly. I'm a coach. That's what I do. Right. Um, well, you know, is there any kind of last tidbits that we, I mean, we covered so much and I'm just excited for people to hear this. Is there any kind of last tidbits before we wrap it up that you want to share? Um, yeah. I mean, this is one that I really like to just kind of leave people with whenever I chat about this publicly. Um, it's not going to be easy to face yourself. It's not, but if you've ever ripped off a bandaid, it can smart a little bit, but then you can deal, you know, it's just gets easier. Like the first step is always going to be the hardest, but if you have the courage to do the first step, you'll definitely have the courage to do the second and the third because keeping going is not where it, where it really requires you to really show up and be your biggest and best self. It's the starting because that is the hardest thing. You're going from nothing into something. But right. continuing with assumption, psh, that's easy. Yeah, I mean, that's so. where momentum comes in and it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. <laughs> yeah. And even if it's hard, I mean, you know, that's the thing that I try to tell people all the time, do the work, have the courage to face yourself. And if it doesn't go all that easily, just plan for that, exactly. but keep trucking anyway, because yeah. much like L'Oreal likes to say, you're worth it. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I love it. Okay. <laughs> we could talk all day, but I feel like I should wrap this up. So. <laughs> Um, wonderful way to stop that, to stop the conversation. Um, so tell people where they can find you and, you know, we know all about your book and I'm so excited about that too, but tell them where they can find you. Sure. So you can learn more about the six habits at the six habits.com. The word six is spelled out the S I X habits.com. I know Michelle, she's going to put this in the show notes and, um, you can also learn more about vision advertising. If you're interested in some marketing stuff, um, any of the new initiatives that we're pushing out there at vision-advertising.com. Um, and should I tell them about the free gift? Should I do that? Um, I think like, let me, let me like promo, like, let me start it a little bit and then you can jump into it. So if you are not a member of my Facebook community, the surviving entrepreneurship community, you might want to be, especially for this. Cause every time an amazing guest comes on our show, they have an incredible freebie. And this one is a super duper one for you. So Laura, I will hand that over to you. I have no sound effect for a drum roll, but just pretend it (laughs) happened. Okay. Um, I'm letting your people have my book as my gift. 
I really am committed to why my goal of 1 billion people used to be 10 million. Then I spoke to someone that has much bigger cojones than me. And I was like, wow, I'm thinking too small here. So now it's 1 billion people. I want you to be part of the 1 billion. Please read the book with my love and my gratitude and my incredible encouragement. Download all the free exercises that go with it. Do the work, face yourself, change your life because baby, you deserve it. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. I could talk to you. So many people I could talk to all day, but you especially, my dear. So ah, <laughs> thank, thank you. you for, same. <laughs> thank you for coming on. And I'm excited for our listeners to hear all that you've had to say here. Thank you, Michelle. Habits. I mean, if you've ever heard me speak about or have heard me speak in my surviving entrepreneurship community, I am a huge fan of habits for success. Because when you really think about what Laura was saying in this episode, it's so true from brushing your teeth to how when you're triggered by a certain situation, you react. We are all driven by habits. So for myself, you know, I start this, the day in a certain way. I have created and architected certain habits to put me, you know, in a good headspace and to make sure and almost kind of guarantee that I will have a successful day. As well as I've paid attention, I've always kind of started over the last couple of years to pay attention to how I react in certain situations. Is it habit or, you know, did I purposely make that choice to react that way? So I promise guys, habits are not to be underestimated. So Go jump in the Surviving Entrepreneurship community if you're not already there and get a copy of Laura's book because it's, I've read it and it's, it's amazing and it'll change your life. And on the next episode, I am going to be joined by the amazing Michelle Jacobic. And now Michelle is a business profitability strategist and consultant. So that's right, guys. We are talking about the money because it has to be put out there. And I think we all are in entrepreneurship on some level to increase our bottom line so that we can continue to put more good out into the world. So this is an episode you will not want to miss. And on that note, if you love this podcast, please don't forget to subscribe, download, rate, and review, and you know, tell a friend because who couldn't use a little more resilience in their life, right guys? See you later. 